Hallelujah. We praise God for the wonderful things going on in God's house. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Numbers uh, chapter 13, and we're going to pick up in uh, uh, verse uh, 27. Numbers chapter 13, and we're going to pick up in verse 27. I encourage you to come back Wednesday night for our midweek service. Amen. Hallelujah. Numbers 13, let's pick up in verse 27. It says, then they told him, and they said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land, they're strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites uh, dwell by the sea and long, along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb, he quieted the people before Moses, and he said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are able to overcome it. But when the men who had gone up with him said, you got to be careful who go up with you, amen? It says, but the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able, which means we don't have the capability to go up against these people, for they are stronger than we. And, and they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we had gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, descendants of Anak came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. Today I want to preach a message called Going From Here to There. Let's pray. Father, we honor you. We thank you. How you've already moved during this time of worship. Now, God, we just ask that you speak to us through your word this morning. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, talking about going from here to there. In other words, you can't just go from Egypt to the promised land. How many know that you have to go through a wilderness? A wilderness means that sometimes you will go through a dry and that place, and it also means a desolate place where sometime God will have you in a season that'll have you saying, what mean is this? Anybody been there before where you just didn't got hit with not one trial, but the enemy didn't hit you with three things at one time? And you like, Lord, what? The only thing that kept you from cussing was you said, Lord, what mean is this? How I many know you got to even change your verbiage a little bit? Come on, somebody. You got to be like mother, father. Come on, somebody. Anybody ever been there before? Come on. Sometimes you got to be like, what in the ham and the cheese is going on? Can I get a witness up in here? I know we got some super saints in the house. I would never think like that. Well, I need to catch your spirit then. Because every once in a while, I'm the pastor and I got to say, mother, father. What in the ham and the cheese is going on? Come on, somebody. Amen. Like when we didn't have no AC, come on somebody, and we needed $323,000. I said, what in the ham and the cheese? It's second week of June, come on somebody. Oh, pastor, we should just be spiritual. You're not the one preaching three times. And it's 117. <laughs> Easy for you to say. <laughs> you blowing in and blowing out and complaining. 
because you had to use a fan. Now, we didn't have a few folks come through saying, it's cold in here now. Don't even go there with me. Because I might not say, what in the ham and the cheese? I might say something. I might say the real thing. Because you don't know where we've been. Come on, somebody. <laughs> How many of y'all was in that transition? <laughs> y'all know what's up there. <laughs> so you tell your neighbor, don't, don't trip if it get cold in here. Just kind of warn them. <laughs> but listen, let's get into this. This is going to be blessed by this today. Let's pick back up in verse 31. Now, here it is. The children of Israel, they've gotten a glimpse of what God has for them. I mean, and we saw that in, in verse 27. Look at this again. It says, then he, he told them, he said, uh, we went to the land where they sent us. And truly, 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 it flows with milk and honey. And, and this is its fruit. So now, he, they, so they got a little glimpse. And then, but unfortunately, look what happens in verse 31. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able. To go up against these people, for they are stronger than we. And then look at the latter part of verse 33. And we are like grasshoppers in our own sight. Then it even says, and so we are in their sight. It's one thing for somebody to throw you under the bus and underestimate who you are. But it's another thing to throw yourself under the bus and roll over and back up on your own self and undervalue and underestimate who you are in God. And that's unfortunately what the children of Israel are doing because they're looking at things from a, a, a logic point of view. You looking at things from a logic point of view will only get you so far in this life. That's why 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says we walk by what? faith and not by sight. Sight meaning you don't live your life based on your emotions and, and your feelings because your emotions, your feelings will cause you to not take certain risks that God will require of you to take in order for you to be all that he's called you to be. In this life, you might have to step out on the maybe. That's why even Job said in Job 13, 15, he said, though you slay me, yet will I trust you. That word trust means, Lord, even though I don't understand what you're doing, I've lost everything, amen, but I'm still going to, that word trust means I'm still relying and I'm still depending on you. Anybody ever been in one of them seasons where you're like, Lord, I don't know what you're up to, but I'm just going to rely and depend, I'm going to trust you even though I can't really trace you right now, but I'm going to look unto you to be the author and the finisher of my faith. So we see here in the text, these Israelites are underestimating God. They're underestimating themselves, and they said, and we're like even grasshoppers in our own sight. Didn't even give themselves a chance. Isn't that a travesty that we got people that go through life and they don't even give themselves a chance? That's why suicide is so high, because they haven't even given themselves a chance. So the first thing I want to drop on you this morning, that in order for you to go from your here to your there, you can't have a grasshopper mentality. You got to get delivered from smallness. Some people need to get the spirit of small off of you. Even though you might have a small apartment, you need to think big. Even if it's so small, you can't even think in there. Step out on the front porch so you can expand, so you can think. 
See, Zechariah 4 and 10 says to not despise the day of small beginnings. People ask me, am I surprised that I'm in this season 10 years later? I'm not surprised because I knew Matthew 25 and 23, it says if I be faithful over small, if I be faithful over a few things, he would make me ruler over many things, but you got to be grateful for small. I didn't say stay small, but you're grateful for small. I, I, I was grateful for the 1997 Toyota Camry. Oh, but I'm not going back to that season. I already passed that test. Amen? Hallelujah. So I think a lot of times where people get stuck is they don't think big enough. We talk about how we serve this big God, that he's omnipresent, he's everywhere. But when it comes to believing for him to do something big in our life, all of a sudden, the spirit of fear comes. And you got to remember, it was 12 spies. How many of those spies died? Ten. The Bible says, let's, let's, let's see what the Bible says. Look at this real quick. Matter of fact, pick up in verse 32. It says, and, the, and, and they gave the children of Israel a bad report. This is the ten spies. Because it was 12, but the two that didn't give a bad report was Caleb and Joshua. But the other 10, they says, and they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out saying, the, the land uh, through which we had gone as spies is a land that is devoured by inhabitants, and all the people whom that we saw in it are men of great stature. But let's look what happened to them. Look at, go to Numbers 14 and um, 36. It says, now, uh, the, the, the men whom Moses sent to spy out the land, uh, who returned and made all the congregation complain against him by bringing a bad report of the land, those, somebody say those, very men who brought the evil report about the land, they died by plague before the Lord. They died by a, a plague called fear. Because you can be the walking dead. Because you're, you're, you're alive, but you're really dead because fear is all in your pores. You're consumed with it. It's got a grip on you to the point to where you made a decision, I'm going to go through life and play it safe. I'm not going to take any risks because I'm scared I might fail. Sometimes failure is a good thing. Because sometimes it's trial and error that teaches you a thing or two in life. I don't know about you, but are you just, I don't know, I'm excited that I failed before. Because it makes you appreciate where you are now, and it makes you even pity other folk to help pull them out of where they are and say, okay, Proverbs 24, 16 says, a righteous man falleth seven times, but he gets back up. The travesty is not that you fail. The travesty is that you didn't get back up. Get back up, dust yourself off, learn from what you did, and keep it moving. Amen? Romans 8.1 says, there is therefore now no what? Condemnation. So we see that these 10 spies, they, they died by this plague called fear. They brought back this bad report, and before you know it, it was contagious because everybody started complaining. And the only two that didn't complain was Joshua and Caleb. So my point is this, in order for you to go from here to there, you cannot think small. As you're going into 2016, I need you to think big. 
I believe that if you want God to do something big, you got to begin to think big. You got to begin to think on another level. You got to begin to see on another level. You cannot, don't focus on what's in front of you, but focus on where you're going to. Because I believe God wants to do big things in your life in 2016. But in order for you to go from here to there, you got to break the back of small. A grasshopper mentality will cause you to miss God. So we see here in the text, they had a grasshopper mentality. Now, because of time, let's move on to the second point. Look at Numbers 14 and, 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 and 1. Because of the bad report that was brought back, look what happens in 14 and 1. So all the congregation lifted up their voices and they cried. And the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, if only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in the wilderness. But in the interesting, it says, and all the children of Israel complained. They complained. Number two, a thing that will cause you to not go from your here to your there, not only a grasshopper mentality will keep you in that place called here, but a complaining spirit, a complaining mentality will cause you to be in the same place. You'll never evolve and be who God called you to be because you're just a complainer. Complaining should not even be on our radar. Put up Psalm 118, verse 24. This is where we should be living, right here. If you feel the spirit of complaining, come, do this, this, just do this. This is the day. This is the day. The Lord has made. Did he make it? And you still breathing in it. That alone should just make somebody do a cartwheel because you should have been dead. Come on, that sickness should have took you out of here. That disease should have took you out of here. But look at you, you're still standing. Come on, somebody. We need to just give God a hand praise for that. Look at your name and say, I'm still standing. Should have had a nervous breakdown, but you're still standing. People wrote you off and you still standing. People even complained on you, and you just took it on the chin. But look at that. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice. We will rejoice. In other words, David was saying, I'll make my flesh rejoice even though I don't want to. Even though I'm in a season where I don't understand what in the world God is doing, but, 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 but we will rejoice and be glad in it. You better be glad in it. And thank God you're still in it. Because you can be out of it. Come on, can I get a witness up in here? Some of y'all, all the dope you took should have killed you and two elephants. And you still standing. And got enough nerve to complain. You smoked enough weed that your mind and three other people's minds should have been dead. Brain cells should be gone. Come on, somebody. And you up here renewing your mind. Come on, somebody. Got the mind of Christ. And got enough nerve to complain. The devil is a lie. Complaining shouldn't even be on your radar. God is too good. If you can't thank him for nothing else, thank him that you can move. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not bound to a wheelchair. I'm not bound to some crutches. Come on, somebody. I'm not bound to a crack pipe no more. I'm not bound to a marijuana stick. Come on. Somebody scream, I'm still standing. Been through some stuff, but I'm still standing. Been through hell and high. 
but I'm still somebody need to give God a hand praise one more time my God in heaven you was able to shake off that generational curse look at the, the trail that you've been able to blaze for your children and your children's children somebody need to get look at your neighbor and say complaining is not on my radar I don't care if you got to leave here. Pastor, I can't go to Red Lobster after church like you. You better go get you a sandwich. And say, this is the day that the Lord has made. You better prophesy over that sandwich and declare it will be a filet mignon one day. Amen. You know the first time I ate a filet mignon? and some shrimp. I was working at this telemarketing place and I used to win employee of the month every month. I used to win employee of the month. And this is the interesting, so the owner, he would take us to the Ritz Carlton, you know, cause he was making them big dollars. I'm selling Richard Simmons tapes, y'all. Y'all remember Richard Simmons? Everybody get ready. We're gonna do some jumping jacks. <laughs> I'm selling Billy Blank's videos and Tybo, remember that? And I'm pushing these things out. You know, I got the gift of gab. I got your credit card information right here. We're going to go ahead and get this next um, series out to you. I wouldn't even give them a chance to even say nothing. I see your last digits, your last uh, four digits of your credit card being four, six, seven, eight. We're going to go ahead and get that. I see you still at 1876 uh, Winrose Drive. You can't talk like, oh, I see you over here, over at, uh, you still on Hood Street. You can't talk like that and get paid. Come on, somebody. So I'm pushing these little tapes out. So the owner's like, meet me at Ritz Carlton. So he should have never introduced me to filet mignon. So I'm up in the Ritz. Now, I'm used to Motel 6. The outside doors, y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so now I'm at the Ritz. So I begin to take on a Ritz Carlton mentality. I'm like, Lord, you're going to have to deliver me from Jack in the Box. Because this man, you didn't allow this man to expose me to another side of you. Oh, you better hear what I'm saying. So guess what? I made it a point to be employee of the month every month so I can get a free filet mignon until God put me in a season where I can go buy my own. I believe somebody just caught what I said because God is getting ready to take you from here to there because you about to get delivered from small. Somebody give God a praise in this place. at your neighbor and say, I see myself bigger than this. Uh-huh. I, I, I see myself bigger. I'm grateful for where I am now, but I see a God doing something bigger in my life because I serve a big God. Do I have if, if you know he's El Shaddai, somebody give God a hand praise. And,
And if he's all of our daddies, and if he loves us all across the board the same, what he will do for one, he will do for another. He doesn't show preferential treatment. Come on, somebody. He loves us all the same. And the one that created filet mignon wants you to get a taste of him. Why? He said, tasting. Don't give me, I'll give you some Bible. Oh, taste and see. Hallelujah. My God, y'all didn't call it at this 930 service. But you can miss it by complaining. You can miss it by not being appreciative for Jack in the Box. Oh, I still pull up over there every once in a while when I'm in a rush. Come on, somebody. And I can't sit down. Come on, somebody. Don't forget where God brought you from. Sometimes he'll have you go back. Come on. Just so you don't forget. Come on. <laughs> so number one, in order to go from here to there, we can't have a grasshopper mentality. You cannot have a grasshopper mentality. You cannot have a spirit of small and expect God to do something big. And you cannot go from here to there and you just complaining all the time, talking about what you don't have. Mm-hmm. You got to sometimes do Psalm 46 and 10. Just be still and know. Sometimes you got to respect the process. Look at your neighbor and say, respect the process. You got to respect the process because God cannot propel you without you going through a process. Mm-hmm. Somebody say process one more time. Mm-hmm. And so, can't go from here to there with a grasshopper mentality. Cannot go from here to there with a complaining spirit. That's why the children of Israel wandered for 40 years. It should have been a 7 to an 11-day trip that took 40 years. Because you know what God will do when you, when you complaining and you got a small-minded mentality? He'll be like, take another lap. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. Go take another lap. But then this is the thing, people of God. You should learn by the first or second lap. It shouldn't take 40. Anybody played sports before? And whenever the coach got mad at you, you did something wrong. Go take a lap still. All it took was that one time because I didn't like that. Because running around the whole school was like five miles. So after that, coming back in, <gasps> I'm going to remember that play. What was that play again? I'm not going to miss the wrong gap. I'm going to make the right gap this time. Amen? Let me give you the third thing. I'm giving you six today. So number one, grasshopper mentality. Got to shake it. Complain the spirit. Got to shake it. Third thing, you got to shake an Egypt mentality. Look at this. It says in uh, the latter part of verse uh, 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 14, 14 and 2, it says, if only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in the wilderness, why has the Lord brought us to this land? to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should become victims. Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? They were like, let's, then look at this. It gets worse in verse 4. So they said to one another, let us select a, a, a leader and return to Egypt. So they wanted to find somebody that they can vote in as their leader that would compromise with them. See, that's why we don't believe in voting. That's a blessing. It'll be 11 years I've been pastoring kingdom. January 2nd, and none of y'all didn't vote me in. Because if y'all voted me in, that means y'all can vote me out. 
So it can't be voted out because I didn't get voted in. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> so those of you that's first-time visitors, you might have thought somebody died. I took over their position. No, 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 no. I stepped out by faith. My wife gave me her paycheck, and the rest is history. And thank y'all that released your paycheck, 128 of y'all. Now we're going to be getting these papers on the 15th, between the 15th and the 18th, because this is going to be our building. We done being the borrows. Come on, somebody. This is going to be our building. So at the end of the day, though, isn't it interesting that, that, that this grasshopper mentality calls these people to miss God? This complaining spirit calls these people to miss God. This Egypt mentality. See, sometimes in order for you to go from here to there, you got to ask God to detox you of your past. Because sometimes even poverty can't comprehend prosperity. Because, see, God wants to bless you. He said in John 10, 10, I come that you might have what? Life. And that you might have it what? More abundantly. Abundantly means plenty, more than enough. Put up Psalm 84 and 11 real quick. This is one of my favorite scriptures because I get in arguments with a lot of pastors because there are pastors that preach the gospel that don't believe in prosperity. Isn't that a travesty? It says, for the Lord your God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. If you're walking uprightly, if you're entertaining his ways and entertaining his, his, his thoughts, it says right here, it says no good thing, no good thing, no good thing. No, that means he wants to release good things in your life. He wants to release a filet mignon. He wants to release some shrimp in your life. Come on, some. He wants to release that vehicle. Come on. He wants to release that houses. Put up Job 36 and 11. I don't believe in prosperity. Look at this, Job 36 and 11. Job uh, 30. If, if you obey and serve him, uh, they, they shall spend their days in prosperity and, and your years in pleasures. Amen? Isn't it a shame that they got a chance to see the promised land, but they didn't seize it? Remember, they saw the milk and Honey, they saw a flow, but they were afraid of the giants in the, in, the, in, 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 in the region. Don't you be afraid of what's in front of you. What if David would have panicked when he saw Goliath? He looked at him and said, you come to me with a javelin, a spear, and a sword? Where am I rock at? I'm going to get five, but I only need one. Come on, somebody. Come on. Everybody underestimated David. Just like people have, un that's a good place to be in. I am so glad that people underestimated me. Mm. And see, he will make a, a table in the presence of your enemies. See, if you was here Wednesday night, I had some enemies in the camp. And they was looking around like, even one of them said, it looks bigger in person. Also, you still watch me on TV then, okay. Some of y'all catch that in the car. Man. So I'm still your TV pastor. <laughs> because all they can say was, you've gotten bigger and better since we left. See, there's some people that need to die in your life in order for you to get better. Just think of the pookies and the ray rays, come on, that God subtracted from your life. You could not go from your here to your there with people that vexed the hell out of you. Oh, see, I didn't gotten the... You better be careful of people that are always pulling on. Get up off of me. 
whom the son has set free is free indeed that means sometimes we got to get free from people that don't have our best interest you was an asset that has just become an ass and i got to shake you off in order for me to go from here to there somebody give god a praise in this place somebody scream shake it off shake off what pastor people that don't value you people that vex you people that have a taker mentality people every time you turn around they're trying to collect something from you and never reciprocate relationship is one-sided anybody have some of them relationships shame the devil and tell the truth amen all right about 85 percent of us you other 15 percent keep living because they coming those jebusites and uh-huh all them ites you better be careful if they're not coming to add to you be careful well, pastor, I thought we were to love everybody. It says that. But also, Amos 3.3 says, how can two walk together? Unless they agree. And we ain't got no harmony. And see, you got to have a confrontational spirit and be like, man, I see this for what it is. This relationship is not going nowhere. It's become one side. It seems like every time I turn around, I'm getting the dinner bill. Oh, see, y'all didn't catch it. <laughs> Well, pastor, aren't we supposed to be generous? But when you going to be generous? When you going to bless me? Because I'm good soil too. Can you pick up the tab? Come on, that's just etiquette. You ain't even got to be a Christian to know that. Atheists know that. That's why it's blessed atheists. Pastor, an atheist can be blessed. You, the Bible says, I'll reign on the just and the unjust. Just because they're operating in certain principles. Because they'll give 10% to the YMCA. They looking to give to 20% of their income so they won't get that tax. Come on, somebody. Amen. But look at this. I got to give you the three things. I gave you three already. I'm going to give you three more. Three things that will cause you to be parked in here. Grasshopper mentality, complaining spirit, Egypt mentality. Let's not have an Egypt mentality. Put up Psalm 35 and 27 before I move on from this. Look at this, Psalm 35 and 27. Look at this real quick, Psalm 35 and 7. It says, let, let, let them shout for joy, be glad, who favor my righteous cause. And let them say uh, continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. He gets a kick out of blessing his children. He gets a kick out of seeing you bless. Look at that. He takes pleasure in the prosperity of his service. I'm going to give you one more. Deuteronomy 8 and 18. For anybody that does not believe that God wants you to be blessed, sometimes it's hard for people to process that God wants them to eat a filet mignon. Look at this. And you shall remember. In other words, don't get amnesia on me. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he. For it is he. Somebody say, it is he. It is he. It is he. 
It is he. That's a cheer. All we need is some pom-poms. It is he. It is he. I got a cheerleader say, they say, go pastor. It is he. It is he. <laughs> it is he what, pastor? That gives you power to get wealth. To get wealth. That he may establish his covenant. He's trying to get his offspring, his children, in alignment with him so he can establish his I need y'all to be with me now. Establishes what? That he swore to your fathers. As it is, this day, this day. Pastor, you mean, Pastor, you mean to tell me God want me to be wealthy? It is he. It is he. Y'all about to make me do the Dutch dance up in here. It is he. Put up Romans 13.8. Romans 13.8. Pastor, he want me to be wealthy? Yeah, once you get rid of that small-minded mentality, that grasshopper mentality, that complaining spirit, that Egypt mentality, we just won't go back to what's safe. But look at this. Oh, no one. Anything. Is that what the Bible say? Oh, no one. I could do another cheer with that. I ain't going to do it, though. My wife said, no, don't do it. So I must have made myself look kind of crazy. But it was great, though. Oh, thank you, baby. Oh, no one. Oh. <laughs> oh, no one anything except to love them. That's why God wants you to pay your house off. That's why God going to pay your house off. So you only owe, I just got to love you. I don't even owe nobody nothing else. Then it says, oh, no one, uh, uh, nothing except to love one another. For as he who, who, who loves another has fulfilled the law. Put up Acts 20, verse 27. And I got to move on to these next three points. Let me help somebody. Look at this. It says, for I have not shunned. This is Paul talking to the book of Acts. The, the, the church is in the book of Acts. He says, for I have not shunned, which means I have not hesitated to declare to you the whole counsel. Somebody say the whole counsel of God. He said, I want you to preach the whole counsel so that my people will be whole. We don't want to leave elements of God's word out. We want to make sure that we put that before you because we want to see the people blessed. I don't want you just saying you blessed. We want you to be living a blessed life. Amen? But you can't live a blessed life with a grasshopper mentality. You can't have a blessed life with a complaining spirit. You can't have a blessed life with an Egypt mentality. Can you believe they wanted to go back Let's get another leader and go back. This is, I use this as an illustration during the 8 o'clock service. I have five children. Most of you know that. My third child, Stella, when we had to get everybody to transition from the bottle to the cup, the four did great, but Stella would wake up in the middle of the night. Baba! Baba! 
I'll be like, baby, bye bye gone. Here's this Lion King cup. She would take that, bye bye. Then she go by the garbage can, bye bye. I'm like, bye bye, been gone for three days, baby. We, you got to drink from this cup. Now the other kids were like, this is a promotion. Anybody got kids in the building? Most of your kids looked at going from the bottle to the cup as a promotion because now I'm moving on to bigger and better things. I get to drink from a cup like mommy and daddy. Can I get a witness up in here? But for whatever reason, Stella didn't want to let go. I believe there are some people that still don't want to let go. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You hit a rock in between a rock and a hard play. You, bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm going back to, uh, 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 what's that I used to drink? Uh, 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 huh? Mad Dog 2020, great. Thank you. So, I didn't hit a wall in life. I'm going to go, bye-bye. Mad Dog. <laughs> Come on, man. You can't, look at y'all dropping stuff. <laughs> you know, you can't drop nothing in this church. It'll roll right down here. Oh, you the one dropping it, Stella. This the one right here. I didn't even know you was in here. I thought she was upstairs with the doing the. Oh, she's got a modeling thing later, so she's not, she's getting ready. Praise the Lord. So it's her. <laughs> Speaking of the, the angel, almost said the devil. That's my angel. She was the only one, y'all, that couldn't make the transition. But she had to. You know, why did she struggle? She was going through withdrawals. How many of us, God was bringing us out of our own personal Egypt? Trying to deliver you from something. It was, ugh. Can I get a witness up in here? Friday roll around, you, ugh. you usually at the club. Come on, you like, ugh. I got to watch TBN again for the 39th time because kingdom don't have church on Friday. That's exactly right. You better turn to the day star. Come on, somebody. The word network. Come on. Better get in your word. Come on, somebody. Sometimes you got to do whatever you got to do to not go back to Egypt. Sometimes it's difficult to not go back to what's familiar and safe. She wanted to go. She was used to the, can I get a witness? Come on, you get used to that. Can I get, you got the bottle going. Come on, somebody. You, you get used to it. And you, you get used to it. Come on, you, 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 you've been used to shooting up. Come on, somebody. And then now you need to hit a bump in the road, and now you're frustrated. And then when you get frustrated, it's easy to go back to what's familiar. They want to, you realize Egypt stands for house of bondage and slavery. They want to go back. To being whipped. Do you realize that even when they freed the black people back in the 1800s, there were some people that still didn't want to be free? Because they were so dependent upon massa that they didn't forgot they got a massa that sits high and looks low. They were like, wait a minute, we don't want this to go away. This is my bread and butter. Massa makes sure I get all of his beans when he get done eating. Oh, I done made some of y'all uncomfortable up in here. I don't want none of my white folks to feel uncomfortable. None of my house. It is what it is. And we just got to the point to where, because now that you're free, it's uncomfortable because you've never been free.
So now what's supposed to be your new normal, you don't even accept it. Because your normal is dysfunction. Your normal is making it paycheck to paycheck. Your normal is, we'll just see what God do this year. I don't know. We got to get delivered from small. God want to take you to big. But you got to get rid of the grasshopper mentality, the complaining spirit. Got to get rid of that Egypt mentality. Mm-hmm. I can even speak to some of my Caucasians. When God then delivers you from the trailer, he's not trying to, he's trying to take you to the suburbs. Come on, my black folks, he delivered you from the projects. Come on, the ghetto. Come on, somebody, my Hispanic people, I can't let you off the hook. Okay, well, you got the apartment, but you got this bomb car sitting in front of it. The car is more expensive than the apartment. There's something wrong with that picture. So a lot of times, it's not even a race thing. I was talking to Greg. You know, most of the people know my sister is Caucasian, and I would always tell him, man, when, when black people die, it gets crazy. You got figured all out. And so when he, his dad passed away, unfortunately, uh, earlier this year, he said, Pastor, it ain't a black thing because I'm going through with my family right now. My brother mad at me because he's older than me, but they didn't make me the executive of my dad's funeral, so he got his lip poked out. He crazy and mad. And know you immature and mad. You know you can't handle the, the, your father's business. So he's going through all kind of drama. So it's not a black thing. It's not a white thing. It's not a Hispanic thing. A lot of times it's just a people thing. And we need to get delivered from mess. Amen? And get delivered from messy people. I didn't say just cut them off, but you got to love some people. Hey, good to see How you doing? So good to see you, my man. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I got to get to these other three. Jesus. Okay. I'm going to give you three good things now. So we talked about the bad things that will keep you in your there. Grasshopper mentality, complaining spirit, and the Egypt mentality. Go to Numbers 14. And 24, Numbers 14 and 24, it says, but my servant, Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I'm going to bring him into a land where he went and his ascendant shall inherit it. But my servant, Caleb, because he's different. In order for you to go from here to there, you got to be different. You being different, you're going to be misunderstood. When you got saved, you got mis people misunderstood you. Then when you tried to be halfway sanctified, you really were misunderstood. Because they couldn't understand, well, why are you kind of, I feel like you're kind of backing off of me. you kind of been at that church kingdom on Wednesdays and you go on Sunday and sometimes I hear you going twice in the day. And you're different. Admit it. Own it. I'm different. I have a different outlook. I have a different point of view now. That I understand that in order for me to go from here to there, you might have to do something different. And guess what? When you do something different, it's not going to be popular. 16 years ago, when I left my dad's church, it was different. Because he was like, why would you leave me? You're going to take over my legacy. I said, legacy? You ain't got but 30 people. I said, what legacy? I said, you know, at the end of the day, you're a good preacher, but you ain't got no methods. I got to go. 
give this church to somebody else. I got to go find God for myself. I love you, but you introduced me to religion, but I need a relationship. I need more. I got to go do something different. I'm grateful for my dad. I'm grateful for my foundation, but I'm like, I got to go. So I'm 28 years old, wandering in the wilderness. Oh, but I found a good place. And I began to learn, and I got detox of a grasshopper mentality. I got, de- I got detoxed of a complaining spirit. I got detoxed of an Egypt mentality. And there was the white guy that told me, black people know how to have church, but y'all don't know how to do church. He says, y'all got a message, but no method. I said, oh, I'm going to learn from you. He said, give me five years. I'm going to teach you all this stuff in the kitchen. And he said, you're going to have a great restaurant. See, y'all in the restaurant. The kitchen is open Monday through Thursday, 9 to 4. Don't, don't come, though. Don't, don't. That's our business hours. That's where we work and get stuff done. That's CEO, Pastor Steele. Y'all don't get CEO on Sundays. He's behind the scenes. But we're marketing. We just found out there's a little over 17,100 people that live in 85029. And so it's going to run us a little bit over 3,200 bucks to get some literature in the mail to all those 17,100 people to know that there's a church in their community. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff we do throughout the week, strategizing on how we can really touch our community. And what's interesting, we even found out, and I've known this for years, only 1% of those people are going to respond to that postcard. That means out of 17,000 people, only 170 people. So we'll take the 170, but sometimes you got to times that by two or three people because you bring in the whole family. Come on, somebody. And I believe that when you get exposed to this side of God, you're going to go ahead and make this your home church. That's called methods. You understand what I'm saying? Preaching will keep you here. Come on, but preaching sometimes won't get you here. Let me send a little postcard in the middle of my pretty family. <laughs> Maybe you say, I'm going to go see what they got. But anyway, sometimes you got to do something different in order to go from here to there. Being doing things different, you're going to be misunderstood. Paul was misunderstood. Come on, David was misunderstood. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were misunderstood. Daniel, misunderstood. Anybody that's done anything great in the Bible, they were misunderstood. Abraham, in Genesis chapter 11, he leaves Ur of the Chaldeans, Genesis chapter 11, Genesis chapter 12. He leaves what's familiar. We put up Genesis uh, 12 and, 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 and uh, 3. Look at this. I ain't even, didn't even plan on going here, but look at this. Genesis 12 and, and, and 3. Look at this. It says, I, I will bless those. Uh, actually, go ahead and put up one. Put up one. 12 and 1. 12 and 1. Genesis uh, 12. It says, now the Lord said to him, get out your country. In other words, I need you to leave, leave that zip code. God told a whole lot of y'all that. Uh, uh, raise your hand if you're not from Arizona. I want y'all to just look around. Look at that. That's about 90% of y'all. Ain't nine, none of y'all a native. Whole bunch of immigrants. Come on, somebody. Ain't even from here. And me included, because I was born in Oakland, California. I think my wife the only one from here. I'm, oh, thank you, woman of God. Oh, oh, oh. 
Oh, Sydney, Mira. Well, Mariah didn't have a choice because you came from me. But. So it's just a handful of y'all. But look at this. Get out your country. I need you to leave what's familiar. From your family, from your father house to a land that I'm going to show you. Next verse. Then it says, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. He told him, I'm not going to do verse 2 until you do verse 1. I need you to leave what's familiar. Now, put up Hebrews 11.8. Look at this. This is interesting. Hebrews 11.8. This is still Abraham. He Hebrews 11.8. By faith. Somebody say, by faith. Oh, Abraham, he obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. He didn't even know where he was going, but he obeyed God. He did something different. You want God to do something major and big in your life? You got to be willing to do something different. You got to do something that's not going to be popular with everybody. You feeling me? I can stay right there for another 20 minutes, but because of time, I got to give you the second thing. Look at this. So number one, in order for you to go from here to there, you got to be different. Number two, look at this, 24 again, uh, Numbers 14, 24. My servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit and in him, and he has followed me fully. Second thing is you got to keep following him fully. If you want to go from here to there, you have to follow him fully. Somebody say fully. Put up Romans 8 and um, 37. Romans 8 and 37. Look at this, Romans 8. It says, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Next verse. Then it says, for I am persuaded that, that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present. I like that. Even what's going on presently in your life, you can't allow that. To, you still got to be persuaded. Then it even says, Not, nor things present, nor even things to come. Because there might be something that you might hit a wall next week, next month. But you got to stay persuaded. Next verse. Nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God. I'm going to stop right there. So this is the thing. You can't let nothing separate you from God's love. Amen? Look at that. You cannot be. And that's, what, that's why God blessed Caleb. Because the Bible says he fully followed the Lord. If me and you keep doing things that are different. Amen? If we, if we continue to fully follow the Lord, he will take us from here to there. And then let me give you the last thing. Go to Joshua real quick, chapter 14. Joshua chapter 14, and let's pick up in uh, verse uh, 10. It says, and now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. This is Caleb. And he has said these 45 years, ever since the Lord has spoke this uh, word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am this day, 85 years old, as yet I am strong this day as on the day Moses sent me, just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for coming out and coming in. My third thing is in order for you to go from here to there, you got to stay strong. You got to stay strong. Look at this scripture real quick. Put up Proverbs 24 and 10, and then we're going to come right back here. Look at Proverbs 24 and, and 10. Proverbs 24 uh, and 10. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. It isn't just, 
It's interesting. It didn't say you didn't have strength. Your strength is just small. See, God wants you to be strengthened for this next level. In order for you to go from here to there, you got to stay strong. We got to have that same mentality that Caleb had. He says, I'm strong as I was then, even today at 85 years old. Isn't that interesting? And then look at verse 12, and we're done. 14 and 12. Now, therefore, give me this mountain. Caleb was like, wait a minute. I didn't have a grasshopper mentality. I didn't have a complaining spirit. Amen. He's, he's running down the list of these things that he's done. Didn't have a grasshopper mentality. He didn't have a complaining spirit. He didn't let that Egypt mentality get on him. He did things different, remember? And the Bible also says that he fully followed the Lord. And we just saw the Bible says that he was strong. So my point is this. When you do all these things, you can be like, give me my mountain. Look at this mountain God has given us called Kingdom and the Valley Christian Church. Amen. This is what he's done for us collectively. Just imagine what he wants to do for you individually. Because I believe this kingdom, when you take care of God's house, he will take care of your house. So I believe eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for them that love him. And you even being in this 930 service is an expression of love that you have for him. So guess what? I believe God's getting ready to release your mountain here in due season. For the Bible says to not grow weary and well-doing. For in due season, it says you will reap if you faint not. So now's not the time for you to lose heart because I believe God is getting ready to release a mountain in your life. I believe God is getting ready to release success in your life. He's getting ready to release favor in your life. If you receive that, somebody give God a praise in this building. If you know God is taking you from here to there, somebody needs to give God a anyhow praise. Even though it hasn't happened, you need to give God a fake praise in this place that so mountain is about to be released. God the same yesterday, today, and forever. Somebody give God a praise one more time in this place. Somebody scream, I receive it. Come on one more time and give God a hand praise. Hallelujah. Come on, if you know the best is yet to come. Come on. Oh, we bless God that we're different. We bless God. Not only are we different, but we're going to stay strong. We're going to stay persuaded. We're going to fully follow the Lord. And while you're following him, a thousand will fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand. But it will not. And I'm not seeking I'm not saying, come nigh unto you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. With every head bowed. Father, we thank you for this word today. We thank you that you're taking us from here to there. I thank you, Lord, even as we finish this year strong, I thank you that there's mountains out there with our name on it. There's favor out there. There's success out there, God. There's blessings out there with our name on it. 
You said in Psalm 37 and 4, if we delight ourselves in you, you would give us the desires of our heart. And you said in verse 5, if we commit our ways to you and trust you, you said you would bring it to pass. I decree that over your people even right now. Oh, we thank you, God, that we're going from here to there. Maybe you're in this 930 service. You've never given your life to Jesus. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved.